Each night, one embraces the Buddha while sleeping. Each morning, one gets up again with him. When rising or sitting, both watch and follow one another. Whether speaking or not, both are in the same place. They never, even for a moment, part, but are like the body and its shadow. If you wish to know the Buddha's whereabouts in the sound of your own voice, there is he. This is a Zen saying. Each night one embraces the Buddha while sleeping. The Buddha is always here. The non-Buddha is also there. In you meet the world and nirvana. In you meet the immaterial and matter. In you meet the soul and the body. In you meet all the mysteries of existence. You are a meeting place. You are a crossroads. On one side, the whole world. On the other side, the whole of the otherworldly. You are just like a link. You are just Uh-oh. a. There's a problem. Please try again. You are just a link between the two. Now, it is only a question of emphasis. If you go on focusing yourself on the world, you remain in the world. If you start changing your focus, if you shift your focus, and you start focusing on consciousness, you are God. Just a small change, as if one changes a gear in the car. Just like that. Each night, one embraces a Buddha while, a, while sleeping. Each morning, one gets up again with him. He is always there because consciousness is always there. Not for a single moment is it lost. When rising or sitting, both watch and follow one another. The host and the guest both are there. Guests go on changing, but somebody or other is always there in the inn. It is never empty unless you become disidentified with the guest. Then an emptiness arises. Then sometimes it happens in it happens your inn is empty. And then sometimes it happens your inn is empty. There is only the host sitting at ease, not being bothered by any guests. Traffic stops. People don't come. Those moments are of beautitude. Those moments are of great blessing. Whether speaking or not, 
both are in the same place. When you are speaking, there is also something silent in you. When you are lasting, there is something beyond lost. When you are desiring, there is somebody who is not desiring at all. Watch it and you will find it. Yes, you are very close and yet you are very different. You meet and yet you are very close and you are very different. You meet and yet you don't meet. You meet like water and oil. The separation remains. The host comes very close to the guest. Sometimes they hold hands and hug each other. But still, the host is the host and the guest is the guest. The guest is the one. The guest is one who will come and go. The guest will go on changing. And the host is one who remains, who abides. They never even for a single moment part, but are like the body and its shadow. If you wish to know the Buddha's whereabouts in the sound of your own voice, there he, there is he. Don't go on looking for the Buddha somewhere outside. He resides in you. He resides in you as the host. Now, how to come to this state of the host? I'd like to talk to you about a very ancient technique. This technique will be of tremendous help. To come to this unknowable host, to come to this ultimate mystery of your being, this is the way, one of the very simple ways Buddha has proposed. Deprive yourself of all possible relationships and see what you are. Suppose you're not a son to your parents, nor the husband to your wife, nor the father to your children, nor a relative to your kindred, kindred nor a friend to your acquaintances, nor a citizen to your country, and, no, and so on and so forth. Then you get you in yourself. Just disconnect. Sometime, once a day, sit silently and disconnect yourself from all connections. Just as you disconnect the phone, disconnect yourself of all connections. Don't think anymore that you are a father to your sons. Disconnect. You are no longer a father to your son. And you are no longer a son to your father. Disconnect from the idea that you are a husband or a wife. You are no longer a wife, no longer a husband. You are no longer a boss, no longer a servant. You are no longer black, no longer white. You are no longer Indian, Chinese, German. You are no longer young, no longer old. Disconnect. Go on disconnecting. A thousand and one connections are there. Just go on disconnecting all the connections. When you have disconnected all the connections, then suddenly ask, Who am I?
and no answer comes because you have already disconnected all those answers that would have come. Who am I? And an answer comes. I'm a doctor, but you have disconnected from the patients. An answer comes. I'm a professor, but you have disconnected yourself from your student. An answer comes. I'm a Ch- I'm Chinese, but you have disconnected it. An answer comes. I'm a man or a woman, but you have disconnected it. An answer comes. I'm an older person, but you have disconnected it. Disconnect all. Then you are in yourself. Then, for the first time, the host is alone, and there is no guest. It is very good, sometimes, to be alone, without any guest, because then, you can see into your hostness, more closely. More carefully, the guests create turmoil. The guests create noise, and they come and demand your attention. They say, "Do this," and hot water is needed. And where is the ba- breakfast? And where is my bed? And there are bed bugs, and a thousand and one things. The guests bring, and the host starts running after the guests. Yes, of course, you have to take care of these people. When you are completely disconnected, nobody bothers you. Nobody can bother you. Suddenly, you are there in all your aloneness, and that purity of aloneness, the price, priced. Pristine purity, pristine purity. I don't know. And that purity of aloneness, <coughs> that pristine purity of aloneness. You are like Virgin Island, the Virgin Peak of Himalaya, where nobody has ever traveled. This is what virginity is. This is what I mean when I say, "Yes, Jesus's mother was a virgin." This is what I mean. I don't agree with Christian theologians. Whatever they say is all bull. This is what virginity is. Jesus must have been connect- conceived by Mary when she was in such a disconnected state. When you are in such a disconnected state, of course, if a child enters, he can only be a Jesus, nobody else. In ancient India, there were methods for how to conceive a child. Unless you are tremendously in deep meditation, don't make love. Let meditation be a preparation for love. That is the whole meaning of tantra. Let meditation be the basis. Only then make love. Then you invite greater souls. The deeper you are, the greater soul will be invited. Mary must have been absolutely disconnected in that moment when Jesus penetrated her. 
she must have been in this virginity. She must have been a host. She was no longer a guest, and she was no longer being harassed by the guest, and no longer identified with the guest. She was not a body. She was not the mind. She was not her thoughts. She was not a wife. She was nobody. In this nobodiness, she was there, sitting silently, a pure light, a flame without any smoke around it, a smokeless flame. She was virgin. And I say to you, exactly the same is the case with Buddha is conceived, or when Mahavira is conceived, or Krishna, or Nanak. Because these people cannot be conceived in any other way, these people can enter only the most virgin womb. But this is my meaning of being a virgin. It has nothing to do with the foolish ideas that go around that she never made love to a man, that Jesus was not conceived with a man, that Jesus was not the son of Joseph. That's why Christians go on saying Jesus, the son of Mary. They don't talk about his father. He was not a father, son of Mary, and son of God. There was no Joseph in between. But why be so angry towards for Joseph? Why can't God use Joseph too, if he can use Mary? What is wrong in it? He uses Mary for the womb, and that does not spoil the story. Then why not use Joseph too? The womb is half the story, because one egg from the mother has been used, then why not use the sperm from Joseph? Why be so angry at this poor carpenter? No existence uses both. But the state of consciousness must have been of the host. And really, when you are the host, there is no wonder. If you receive a great guest, Jesus comes in. If you are disidentified from all the guests, then the divine becomes your guest. First, you become the, law, the host, a pure host then the divine becomes your guest. When you are disconnected, you come to you in yourself. Now, ask yourself, what is this you in yourself? You can never answer this question. It is unanswerable because it is cut off from all knowable relationships. This way, one settles this way one stumbles upon the this way one stumbles upon the unknowable. This is entering into meditation. When you have become settled into it, utterly settled, it becomes enlightenment. Now you will be able to understand this Zen story easily.